the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Heavenly Father, I thank you for another opportunity to hear from you tonight, Father God, I ask that you open our hearts to heed your word, open our ears to hear your word, open our eyes to perceive your word, open our minds to understand your word, and give us the wisdom to apply your word into our lives, Father God. Thank you that nothing will steal this word from us. Thank you that we'll take this word into heart, the seed will germinate, it will grow deep into our hearts, it will be a fruit in our lives, Father God, now and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. There are lots of reasons why people don't receive what God has for them. Whether it's someone trying to get into a relationship, whether it's someone trying to get a breakthrough, whether it's um, someone who's trying to be uh, make progress in specific areas of their lives. There are lots of reasons why that happens. Uh, sometimes it's because of disobedience. Sometimes it's because they're with the wrong crowd, and when you're with the wrong crowd, uh, the tendency of being around the wrong person or getting into uh, the wrong relationship goes up. Uh, the tendency to end up listening to the wrong uh, person, getting wrong advice goes up. Uh, lots of reasons why people miss out on what God has for them. Okay, we understand if somebody was disobedient. We understand if somebody wasn't praying. We understand if somebody wasn't following God's word. We understand when somebody um, is with the wrong crowd. A lot of us know that. But what some of us may not know is every once in a while, people miss out from who God has for them, from what God has for them because they listened to the right person. What do I mean? I mean somebody that we're supposed to listen to. Uh, a minister. A pastor. A leader. A mentor. A parent. A guardian. Someone who raised you. Someone who helped you. Someone who invested in you. Someone who's more mature in the faith. And naturally we're like, okay, I'm supposed to listen to this person and this person says I need to do X, Y, and Z, so I'm going to do it. And I hate to say this, but there are some people in limbo right now because that's exactly what they did. Many years ago, May 2011 to be exact, my wife and I started dating. She's back there, by the way, Dana, say hi to everybody. May 2011, that's when we started dating. We dated for about a year. For the most part, everything was relatively cool, no issues whatsoever. I had a lady who was in my life. For the sake of this message, we're just going to call her name Jan. Okay, Jan is not our real name, but we'll call her Jan. Jan is more than dear to me. Even till today, Jan still prays for me. Jan is very influential in my life. I cannot begin to tell you how valuable Jan has been in supporting me. 
So quite naturally, I wanted Jan to know about the lady I was intending to marry, which was Dana. So I brought Dana to Jan. They met, everything was cool. But Jan wanted me to see somebody else that Jan referred to or people referred to as a prophet. Let's just call this individual who was referred to as a prophet as Larry. Larry is not the person's name, but for the sake of the message, we're going with the name Larry. Jan is a very spiritual person. She's all about prayer, fasting, seeking the Lord, every man and woman of God in the vicinity. She wants to hear what they say about anything. So Jan wanted me to see this individual who was called a prophet named Larry. I didn't want to see Larry. I didn't care for Larry. I didn't think it was necessary. Then and I, we were under authority at the church we serve. I had mentioned to the leaders and the ministries that I served that, hey, I am seeing Dana. So they were aware of our relationship. And of course, I mentioned it to them for prayer and support, just for them to be aware about it. Our friends that we knew were praying and, you know, they were aware of it. So we felt like we had some level of counseling around us. And of course, Dana and I prayed collectively and individually, still seeking God about what's going on between us. So I felt like that was enough. But Dan wanted me to see Larry. Out of respect for Jan, I was open to it. I mentioned it to Dana. She was cool. She felt like, you know, the more people praying for us, the better. So I said, okay. Turns out that Larry had an event. Larry had a meeting or a gathering of some sort that Larry had every once in a while. Having people come and Larry would speak over them, prophesy over them and stuff like that. So Dana and I... Who went to this meeting. So Larry was speaking and Larry did what Larry does in Larry's meeting. Then later on, Larry wanted to pray with me and talk to me. So Larry began to speak. Larry told me that Dana was a good person. How many of you know that? You know, a lot of prophets, they feel like they hear from God and they're basically telling you what God told them. You guys catch my drift? Okay. So Larry said, first of all, Larry was like, it's not Larry's place to tell me who to marry. And in my mind, I was like, yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> then Larry said, whatever happens, it's my choice. In my mind, I was like, you're absolutely right. Then Larry said, Dana is good. In my mind, I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. But she has anger issues. <laughs> she, sa <laughs> she said, Dana is good, but she has anger issues. Now I was like, anger issues? In my mind, my expression was, 
smooth, straight up, like I was gobbling it all up. I ain't saying nothing, but in my mind, I was like, what in the world is this? So Larry was like, dinner is good, but she has anger issues, and that her family may be a problem to me. Larry was like, I'm just letting you know what's going to happen, but it's your choice, whatever you decide. Now, it was really like, confused. I felt like that was bogus. That was false. But at the same time, a seed of doubt had been planted. And this is how the enemy works because I remember having a conversation with Dana some time ago. She had mentioned the situation with her family members and she was in court And she didn't like what the judge said. And she was really upset about it. And when she told me that story, what I heard was they almost took her out of court. Okay? Eventually, when I had that conversation with Dana again, that's not what she told me. But at the time, that's what I thought she said, that she was so upset They almost took her out of court. So I'm thinking about what she told me when this guy says she has anger issues. I'm like, hmm. Hmm. So the doubt had been planted. Then I finished with Larry. Larry called Dana. Larry prayed for Dana. And um, that was that. Later on, Jan called me and told me that Larry said, after Larry prayed for Dana, Larry detected that she was hard-hearted. That Dana was hard-hearted, and I needed to stay far from her. Now, (laughs) to the benefit of Larry... That's what Jan told me Larry said. Now, I have no reason to believe, based on how much Jan had prayed and invested and supported me, that Jan will lie about something Larry said, considering that Larry was kind of already kind of trickling toward that direction. But I did not hear that directly from Larry. I heard it from Jan. Jan claimed Larry told her that I needed to stay far from Dana That when she prayed for her, she noticed she was hard-hearted and I needed to stay far away from her. So I'm really getting all messed up right now. Larry now called me. I did not want to get take that phone call. But Larry called me. And in the conversation with Larry, it's more like Larry was the one doing the speaking. Larry said, People like her are hard to marry. People like her are hard to marry. And Larry said, I know some ladies that I can hook you up with. (laughs) 
So I, I listened to all of that and the, and the conversation was done. I just felt like Larry crossed many lines already to let me know that this is just false. Number one, Larry initially told me that it's not Larry's place to tell me who to marry. Larry crossed that line. So that was off. Larry saying that Dana is hard-hearted based on what Jan told me and insinuating that she had anger issues. That was off because I never felt that way with, with Dana. And Larry saying that people like her are hard to marry let me know that what Larry was saying was not based on divine revelation. It was based on prejudice. Yeah. Because when she said people like her, she was referring to the fact that Dana, at least from more, more than likely from Larry's perspective, Dana was white. But Dana is white and Hispanic. She's a Mexican American. People don't know that. Okay. Either way, I don't think it will make any difference for Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Larry was saying that people like her are hard to marry, meaning she's someone from a foreign culture. She's a foreigner. I'm going to have issues because she's a foreigner. Now, Larry and Jen have observed experiences of people from that they know of that married people from other ethnicities and they had issues. I remember Jan telling me, <laughs> giving me examples. And usually the pattern is, you know, Jan is Nigerian. And the example she had was of Niger a lot of Nigerians who married people like uh, uh, white Americans or white Europeans or whatever the case. The pattern is there are issues in the marriage and the wife takes the kids and goes back comes back home and there's separation, there are issues or whatever. Uh, that is a reality for some people. But just because it happened to them does not mean it's going to happen to me. Nevertheless, common sense will let us know that how many of you know people from the same ethnicity <laughs> who have custody battles, crazy custody battles, from the same ethnicity, maybe from the same village, for goodness sake. <laughs> okay. Nevertheless, I was really disturbed by that. But I felt that this person was off in a number of levels. Number one, the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. It says, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace in all the churches, if you read the rest of the whole verse, okay? So when you get a word from somebody that they say is from God, and you're confused and disturbed by what is being said, it's not from God, because God is not an author of confusion of peace. Don't misunderstand me. If you're already confused or out of sorts, you're already disturbed about something already going on in your life that you're aware of, and somebody else comes and says something to reinforce that, that's a whole different ballgame. But I'm talking about you're in peace, because I was at peace with Dana. Everything was cool. We were on the steady. Then all of a sudden, Larry, who is referred to as a prophet, drops a bomb that Dana has anger issues. And I'm like, what? 
That was confusing. So that in itself, let me know that's not from God. And the fact that Larry insinuated that she's had to marry, let me know is it was a prejudicial comment. What Larry said came out of prejudice, not from divine revelation. Having said all of that, I'm not naive. The truth of the matter is I'm not going to be the first person who has been told that this is not going to work and scoffed at it. How many of you know people? <laughs> Perhaps you have friends that you said, hey, I don't know about that guy or I don't know about that lady. You need to pray about this. And the person's like, what? I heard from God. The Holy Spirit told me this and da, 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 da. They're like, no. And of course, it crashed. I'm not naive. I've been serving God for too long, been to too many singles, ministries, read too many books, listened to too many relationship people, listened to too many pastors to be naive that people like me, especially those of us that think we're really mature in the Lord, just an observation, just just an observation over the years. Those of us that feel like, you know, we're full of the spirit, we've flown the prophetic, the Lord told me this and that. I've, it's just an observation that more often than not, I've observed that we're the ones that drop the fastest and quickest because I don't know what it is. But so I was like, you know what? I, I need to see God. I feel like this person is off. But I need to know for myself. I need to make sure that I'm on the right track. I, I've been rattled. My cage has been rattled. So I really need to know. I need to hear from God personally. I, I need I need something from God here. Because I want to be in the center of God's will. I was willing to walk away. I was willing to walk away. Because I didn't spend over 35 years being single, serving God, only to blow it. No, I ain't got time for that. I, I can wait. I can wait, Lord. If this is the wrong person, she will be fine. I just want to make sure I'm with the person God wants for me. And she's with the person God wants for her. So I spoke to Dana. I didn't tell her what happened. I didn't tell her Larry said anything. I just went to Dana. I said, hey, Dana, let's kind of be apart. <laughs> for, for like a month. <laughs> let's kind of be apart for like a month. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.